It's time for the January 30th, 2015 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a cheerfully pessimistic recollection of the last 168 hours of history. This is KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And we're here so we won't get fined. <laughs> uh, Mahler's here too, so he won't get fined. Yeah. Isn't that right, Mahler? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? What? We've never had a problem getting Mahler to talk. No. You know, we've never had no. to worry no. about finding <laughs> him for not, not talking. At all. Isn't that right, Mahler? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think about long necks, Mahler? Yeah? You good with a long neck? Paleontologist. Okay. I know you don't want to even talk about it. Or am I talking beer? Am I talking women? <laughs> what am I talking here? Paleontologists have discovered a new species of a long-necked dinosaur. That's right, Mahler, from a skeleton found in China. The new species belongs to a group of dinosaurs called the uh, Mamanchisaurids. Okay. Mamanchisaurids. Okay. Known for their extremely long necks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They have their necks. Can be what oh, is it, Mahler? What is going on there? Jesus. Their necks can be half the length of their bodies. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, Syriza in Greece. Yeah. Are you up for that? Yeah. You like I Syriza? Love, uh, I don't know who she is. They won. Oh, the the party. Yeah, I'm the sorry. party. I don't know yeah. who she is. You got oh, long necks on your no, mind, no. buddy. No, yeah, you went yeah. one direction and then you did the hokey dokey on me. I, I put okay. the meanwhile in there. Yeah, it's meanwhile, my yeah. Look meanwhile. Out for the meanwhile. All right. So yeah, meanwhile. I think she's great. By yeah, the way, yeah, uh, Serisa, no, <laughs> yeah, she is. You see that latest video? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the leftist anti-austerity Syriza party swept to victory in Greece. Syriza won 149 seats in the 300 seat parliament, too short of an absolute majority. This marks the first time since the economic crisis in 2009 that a member of the 19-nation Eurozone will be led by a party rejecting German-backed austerity. Yes! Yes! The head of Syriza, Alexis Tsipras, I think it's Tsipras, now Greece's prime new prime minister, promised radical change. So they're starting to do things over there. The government put off the planned sale of the country's biggest power utility, but they pledged to raise pensions for those on low incomes and reinstate some fired public sector workers. They've already done that. Okay. So they're on their way. All right. It's well, a good t- we'll see what happens in yeah, Greece. This yeah, is this real... is really tilting at windmills in a way because uh, the rest of, Germ- of Europe, particularly Germany, is not happy with this uh, idea of, of uh, non-austerity yeah. measures in Europe uh, in order to keep the uh, economy or the, the currencies uh, sa- um, salient. Salient. Is that? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. That sounds like salt water to me. But um, but it will be tough for Greece. And Greece does have some structural issues with their economy. And a lot of people work for the government a lot. So there are some issues. They have yeah. to resolve these things. Um, so, but My guess is the Obama moving. administration or any U.S. administration is going to do whatever they can to gum up the works. Yeah, and by the way, we go back to Merrill Lynch. Uh, Merrill Lynch was advising Greece on some investments way back when they started into this downward spiral. Yeah. And, of course, Merrill Lynch made off with a lot of money, and the Greek people ended up holding a big bag of stuff. Yeah. Mikhail Gorbachev, you remember him, former Soviet leader, is warning the confrontation in Ukraine. Yes, could turn into an all-out war between Russia and the West. 
Gorbachev accused the West of dragging Russia into a new Cold War. I can no longer say that this Cold War will not lead to a hot war, he said. Oh, my gosh. I fear they could risk it. More than 5,000 people have been killed in fighting between Ukrainian forces and pro-Russian separatists in eastern Ukraine, just for an example. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, U.S. Treasury Secretary Jack Liu traveled to Kiev to give Ukraine a $2 billion loan guarantee. So we're choosing sides. Okay. All right. Things are crazy. U.S. and India reached a deal to allow U.S. companies to build a new generation of nuclear power plants. This is a game changer here, Okay, okay. I think. A, a new generation of power a, plants. In India, without being held legally liable in the event of a nuclear power plant catastrophe. So we can build whatever we want to over there. It can kill a half million people, and we can walk away going, eh. You know, it's it, it, bad plumbing. I, I'll tell you what. This is uh, the last frontier, I believe, the last frontier for... Um, nuclear power it's not in the united states india yeah india developing countries like india yeah i'm really very surprised given what happened at fukushima uh the our, our aging infrastructure as far as nuclear power is concerned it seems to be dying off although again the united states government is willing to subsidize nuclear power and they keep claiming don't worry this is the new generation don't have to worry about all that messy uh, radioactive material. Don't worry. It'll, you know, and, and that's not true. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Wait until another Bhopal happens over there. Well, and a nuclear be, Bhopal. It, yeah, it won't be. A, it won't be twenty thousand, thirty thousand people. It'll be, as you said, you know, half a million people. So there is all of that. Wow. Interesting. Interesting times Here, that we at, live look in. Look at this. Look at this. I just. Yeah, yeah. You know Sheldon Abbott. I do know. Just cure, cure for the blues. Yes. right? He's, he's listening to the weekly signals right now through his TV. Is that right? Yeah. It's amazing. He can't see us. He could hear us through his TV. I don't know. Maybe it's he can magic. see us. He is magic. Maybe he can see us. He is magic. Two Israeli soldiers said, uh, and, not said, and a Spanish United Nations peacekeeper were killed in an exchange of fire between Hezbollah and Israel in one of the worst violent, most violent clashes between the two sides since 2006. Yeah. That's when they had the war there. That's right. So things are heating up there. They are heating up. Yeah. And things will be heating up in India if we keep building well, those yeah, nuclear no power plants. Uh, you know why they're doing this? Is, are you in, getting in into more of Hezbollah this? Hezbollah? Yes. Tell me. The Israelis are basically realizing uh, and know full well that Hezbollah is helping in Syria. They're stretched militarily. Yeah. Uh, and and so this is a tremendous opportunity. And I hate to put it in terms of someone dying as an opportunity. But nonetheless... Uh, there is weakness on the part of Hezbollah. The Israelis are willing to move forward on this. It, and I and then Netanyahu was just here in the United States speaking before the Joint House and Senate. Yeah. Something like 25 standing ovations. So there's plenty of support in the United States Congress for Israel for to, more do, for, to do anything they yeah. damn well want. And yeah. by the way, this was, as I understand, disputed area that the Israelis um, uh, were in at the time of the attack. This was considered yeah. uh, between uh, Lebanon and, and Israel, a, a part of that region that is under dispute as to who has control over yeah. it. So let's let's you know make sure we all know that. In Egypt, at least 17 people were killed in Egypt's bloodiest protests since Abdel Fattah el Sisi ah, came to power. Yes. As security forces fired at protesters, marking the anniversary of the 2011 uprising that toppled dictator Hosni Mubarak. Yeah. So people were celebrating. And 17 people were killed there. Yeah. I guess. This is really pretty disgusting. And, yeah. yeah. There was an uplifting time in uh, Egypt back in 2011, and everybody thought the world was changing. Yeah. Not so much. 
Well, again, I, I mean, you know, the United States, I remember when all of this stuff started to break loose, the uh, the demonstrations, the uh, the uh, election, uh, and then the U.S. military started talking about um, withdrawing uh, funding because of what uh, uh, Mubarak was doing. But suddenly, quietly behind the scenes, we're meeting with U.S. military officials. Yeah. And guess who is now in charge of, of Egypt? U.S. military, I mean, uh, Egyptian military officials who? are running are running Egypt now. Wow. So uh, it's yeah. hard to not see our fingerprints on some of this. I'm not saying that we're behind these mass trials and the executions and all that, but we had a hand in what we want is a stable Egypt. The most important two countries in practically in the world for the United States are Israel and Egypt. And and we certainly were not going to allow it to slide away from us in any way shape or form. And I and I I think this is evidence, further evidence. This is the this is the uh the blowback from all of that. The Jordanian government has agreed to release a female prisoner in exchange for the freeing of an Air Force pilot captured by militants in Syria a month ago. The Islamic State had threatened to kill the pilot and a Japanese journalist if the prisoner, oh, yeah. Sajida al-Rashiwa, mm -hmm. Rishiwi, Rishawi, Sajidi al-Rashiwi, was not released. Yeah. Okay, so she had been facing a death sentence for her role in the 2005 attack on three hotels in Amman that killed more than 57 people. Meanwhile, a video released by the Islamic State showed a captive Japanese journalist holding a photograph of what appeared to be the beheaded body of another man oh. who the group had tied, tried unsuccessfully to ransom to the Japanese government for $200 million. Okay. So they have two Japanese there. Yeah. They, they one of them appears one of to them. be dead, yeah. and the other. And they're asking, are they? Are they just saying? We I think want... they dropped the money now and are making demands on uh, the release of their guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Now, now this is this is, does kind of a game changer in some ways in my mind. Uh, we're not just talking about Europe now. We're beginning to bring the whole rest of the world into this situation. Yeah. The Japanese government was obviously very upset. Uh, and have vowed to do something. I don't know what that means, but they vowed to do something. Uh, and Dosh, please, uh, let's refer to them as that because that's how's that spelled? Uh, I believe it's like it's. Uh, you don't have to look it up. Dosh. Yeah, I tried to. Okay, look for the uh, Arab. I did. Um, I Arab name I for Arab put... name for ISIL or ISIS. That's yeah. what I would do. Dosh. Do Dosh. I'm still looking. Okay. Rafe Badawi, a Saudi. Arabian blogger who was sentenced to a thousand lashes and 10 years in prison. We talked about him last mm -hmm. week. Remember, he got like 100 lashes or he got 50. They're doing it in increments. Mm -hmm. So you got a thousand lashes. You, it's an installment plan. You get your 50 lashes, then you go back mm -hmm. next week for his second set of 50 lashes. It was delayed, his second set, mm -hmm. because of injuries sustained during the first 50 lashes. And international outcry, maybe, hopefully. Yeah, maybe, maybe. What, you're handing me something? He's to say Dosh? Oh, D-A-E-S-H. There you go. No wonder. Yeah. I know. -A -E -S -H. It is a little. D-A-E-S-H. Dosh. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, Mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Oh, he's upset. He's upset at the new academic study because he's tired of academic studies, really. <laughs> He's tired of academic <laughs> studies. See, I had no I, idea. Are there this any like <laughs> unacademic studies to start up? Are there people that just kind of make you know crazy guesses? You know, on the things? thing about Mueller is he's very specific. Yeah, he has very specific I, things I that upset him uh, that I just generally wouldn't even imagine. But. Anyway, a new <laughs> academic study has concluded foreign governments are a hundred times more likely to intervene in civil wars if the troubled state is an oil-rich nation. Yeah. 
duh. How many times? One? You know, a hundred times. A hundred. Yeah. I Not mean, a little. No. <laughs> I mean, this is, I guess, helpful information, but really, what is it advance here? We all know this. Except we, that it does put I, a frame on it in yeah, a way. It does yeah. say, you know, you're not imagining this. The likelihood of a civil war. I know I'm not imagining it. (laughs) Okay. And and then when... when... You know, it's like somebody waking you up and said, hey, do you know you were just dreaming? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. China is rapidly building a five-man islands, five man-made islands. Mm -hmm. Okay. Try to start again. China is building five man-made islands from tiny reefs and shoals in the South China Sea this is in the disputed I was going to say, I bet this is in that area between yeah. Japan and China that they okay. dispute. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And this is, while we're boosting forces in that area, yes. they're building man-made islands, dredging around Ferry Cross Reef, a former outcropping in the Spratly Islands. Okay. Over the last year, has cre- this has created a new island nearly two miles long and several hundred yards wide. Hmm, sounds like a landing yeah, strip to me. It certainly does. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's uh, large enough for China to build its first airstrip in the uh, remote archipelago, one long enough for most of its combat and support aircraft, and also they're building a small port there, too. Okay. This is going to get interesting well, over it, there. You know, it may not be interesting for a few years, but it's going oh, to get yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, give it another 10 years yeah. and, and, or yeah. all even five sudden, years, I'd all say. All of a sudden, China's gone, well, we got these five islands. Yeah. So there. Yeah. And then we want those. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Especially when, when we start mining that area for more, you know, resources. Yes, resources. Oh. At the summit of Latin American leaders in Costa Rica, Cuban President Raul Castro said Cuba will not be able to normalize relations with the United States until Washington returns to Cuba, the land being used for the Guantanamo prison naval base. And the naval base. Yeah. At some point, I I can imagine that the they would shut down Guantanamo as a as a jail as a prison. Yeah, but and I the cannot base, imagine, yeah. and I can't even begin to imagine the U.S. would ever shut that down. Well, as a naval well, base. ask for more than you're going to get. Well, we yeah, got to keep the naval base, yeah, but yeah. we'll shut down the prison. Yeah. They're just trying to accelerate yeah, things. I think maybe so. Well, and I just can't even. That will not happen. I mean, the Republicans and the all the, the sort of the militarists in this country will go completely bananas if we gave up Guantanamo. Remember the whole stink over the Panama Canal, uh-huh. right? Remember that Carter gave away the Panama. It's gonna it's gonna be the demise of yeah. security Meanwhile, in the we're Western Hemisphere. China's now, building a new canal. Now we're building Nicaragua. a new canal, yeah. and nobody gives a damn what happened to the Panama Canal at yep. all. So it was all. Nonsense. Argentine President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner announced plans to disband the nation's intelligence agency amidst suspicions that rogue agents were behind the mysterious death of a state prosecutor investigating the oh, 1994 yeah. bombing of a Jewish community center that killed 85 people. Yes. The Jewish com- community center didn't kill 85 people. <laughs> Another bad writing on this copy. <laughs> the bombing killed one eighty-five people at a community Jewish community center. Yeah, that's how you write it. And the and the where pros- is his script writer? <laughs> that's why, where you know, is his Mahler, script writer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where is he? Bring him out. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. Well, he gets defensive when you yeah. attack his writing. I, I, I sort of <laughs> didn't have any. I, he wrote it. I that one he did. I know oh. he wrote that one. Yeah, <laughs> see now he's I'm yeah. Sorry, man. We'll do it better <laughs> next time, Molly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, but that, by the way, the prosecutor dies like the night before they're going to into uh, uh, legal proceedings on this thing, right? They're moving forward on this case. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the guy dies. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's something. Yeah. That's something. I, like, he committed suicide. Yeah. Again, with yeah. A, with an Uzi. Uh, uh, no, yeah. he didn't commit suicide. It wasn't an Uzi. It was a single shot, but it was the case where the door. Was, they said the door was locked, so From it must have been suicide. Yeah. yeah. However, there were two other entrances that yeah. were unlocked. So. <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, no. 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 Um, yeah. This is an interesting thing from Chile. Yes. Two former Chilean intelligence officers have been, officials, not officers, have been sentenced to the, in the murders of Charles Horman and Frank Tarugi, two U.S. citizens who were killed shortly after the 1973 coup led by General Augusto Pinochet. Retired Army intelligence officer Pedro Espinoza was sentenced to seven years in prison. Rafael Gonzalez, who worked for the Chilean Air Force Intelligence, was sentenced to two years. That's all they got for killing this, Well, I think he's even a suspended sentence on one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. only doing good a, a couple and of months or something. Here's the deal. You might remember the 1982 Costa Gravis film, Missing. Missing. This, so. is, this was the Horman case, right. the, one of the guys that they killed. And yeah. by the way, all of our, our lefty friends have been saying since 1977 what yeah. happened and basically identified it. Maybe not. I don't remember the specific names, but certainly named the agencies involved yeah, in their. Absolutely. So, so that only happened. Let's say let's go back 40 years ago. Yeah. 40 years. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and these guys get two years to. Yeah. So in the house. And, and everybody knew it. And it took 40 years for, for them to come, be brought to justice right here at the University of California and Australian chemist. Mm -hmm. UCI Australian chemist yeah. announced that they had succeeded in unboiling egg whites. Is that okay? You, I mean, yeah, you I mean, boil okay. an egg white, I got you. and then you unboil it. And the reason and you they do that, that is, <laughs> I just, they just thought it would just be for fun. the hell of it, right? No, no, no. <laughs> this uh, could dramatically reduce costs for cancer treatments, food production, and other segments of the one hundred and sixty billion dollar global biotechnical so industry. So you could boil out all the bad stuff, and but, then okay. Well, okay, let me explain. Yeah, Your okay, chemists okay. say many of the proteins in a healthy human body are a lot like clear liquid in raw egg. Okay, they're healthy. They're clear. They're just like that. They're constructed like that. But when cancer strikes, these proteins take the form of a hard, plasticky egg white. So if we can unboil this, we might be able to have cures for cancer. Oh, well, yeah. excellent. Thank you, Australian guy and UCI. Yeah, we thank you very yeah, much. We, we like salute that. You. Yeah. And meanwhile, male runway models at, Par at Paris Fashion Week. That's yeah. a place. They were, there, were there hard-boiled eggs They wore board? garments oh, no, that exposed their penises. <laughs> well, there yeah. you is that and, right? I, and I hope I'm here. I, here it goes, Mike. I hope you don't mind, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Nathan. You like okay. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be wearing this for the next. Yeah. Okay. Well, um... well, I won't leave the station wearing this. I know that much. Yeah. Campus police are a little, they, they frown on penises. I, yeah. I, I really hope that Sheldon is not watching this yeah. on TV now. That, that, would be a, that would be a bad yeah. Well, That's no, right. Molly, stay away from Mahler me. Is stay away. Stay him. away. I don't blame Jeez, oh, I'm putting my pants back this on This is right harassment now. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mahler, it's time for secret stuff, little boy. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The U.S. government's privacy board is calling out President Barack Obama. Who's saying Obama? Privacy board. Yeah. They're calling him out for continuing to collect Americans' phone data in bulk, a year after it urged an end to the controversial National Security Agency program. The Obama administration could cease the mass acquisition of U.S. phone records at any time, according to the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board. And they made a statement. So it's a statement, huh? but it's, it's helpful. Yeah. It should happen. Yeah. 
Also yeah, yeah, on yeah. Capitol Hill, Loretta Lynch uh, was in the midst of the confirmation hearing. Right you know, now. I thought she had retired. I mean, th she didn't. She do that. She loved that stand by your man stuff. But I thought she was done oh, yeah. with public life. And yeah, now Loretta. I, yeah, I heard she's back. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, okay, so what happened with Loretta if Lynch? Confirmed, yes. Lynch will become the first African American woman to serve as Attorney General. During Wednesday's hearing, she described the NSA's spying programs as constitutional and effective. Is that right? Uh huh. Yeah, and defended the government's surveillance operations. Oh, my goodness. One more yeah, lackey for the government. One, another one. Also, the Justice Department has been building a national data database. <laughs> okay. Well, that too. Database. That database. To track in real time the movement of vehicles around the United States. In other words, automobiles. The secret domestic intelligence gathering program scans and stores hundreds of millions of records about motorists. The U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency created the license plate tracking program to combat drug tra trafficking, but many state and local law enforcement agencies are accessing the database for a variety of other type of investigations. High-tech cameras placed strategically on major highways are used to collect data about vehicle movements, including time, direction, and location, as well as visual images of drivers and passengers. So if you're taking a trip somewhere, it's being recorded. Yeah, isn't that yeah. just... Again, I keep saying that, you know, we are really increasingly, this is the surveillance state. This is one yeah. more example of that. By the way, I, I'm certain that Newport Beach police are already, they've been implementing this for a number of years, and I'll tell you why. A quick anecdote, personal anecdote. About <laughs> five or six years ago, I was, I had not renewed my registration on my car. I was like uh -huh. a, about two or three weeks late. Like three days in a row driving into Newport Beach, d down MacArthur to the Coast Highway, I got pulled over like three or four days. Three out of four days, wow. I got pulled over. Wow. I, I mean, like, how, how's, they were, I believe that happened because they were scanning license plates. Could be. And they could, they, I'm sure it comes up right away, not, not, you know, registration not up to date. Well, they, they do that at times, too. I had that happen within uh, 15 minutes. I was pulled over twice. Okay. I, my car had been broken down. I had it in the driveway. I had to run it just to, to you know, get the uh, battery charged. Yeah. I, I went literally a mile, and I was stopped twice. Yeah. And I explained to them, look, I'm selling the car. I'm going to get this. I just want to get the battery running. You know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going in and out. And yeah. I think they, they said it was okay. I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Canada's leading surveillance, and this was like 30 years ago, oh. just for what it's worth. Well, that was because they knew you. No, I'm kidding. I, I so, but could no, be. Could no, this be. is like five or six years ago for me. I mean, yeah, I, you're, this, you, this not, wouldn't be the surveillance state then, I don't think. I, Canada's leading surveillance agency is monitoring millions of internet users' file downloads in a secret program called Levitation. This is Canada, right? Yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah. This is another Eddie Snowden thing. Also, in a rebuke to a legion of online supporters, Barrett Brown was sentenced to 63 months in prison by a federal judge in Dallas. We were thinking he would get out in 31 months, and all he did was link to hacked material. Yeah. He just made a link to it. He didn't hack the material. Right. The judge ordered him to pay $890,000 in restitution and fines. They're probably upset because he was a member or is still a member, who knows, of Anonymous, yeah. was a yeah, spokesman for him. There you go. In a statement released after his sentencing, Brown was sarcastic. Good news! 
He said the U.S. government decided today that because I did such a good job investigating the cyber industrial complex, they're now going to send me to investigate the prison industrial complex. <laughs> good for him. Oh, my God. And he warned that his long sentence would nonetheless set up a pre bad precedent for journalists. Basically, if you share a link to publicly available material without knowing what's in it, everything in it, you're you know, maybe there's a stolen credit card. You don't know. You could be prosecuted. That's amazing. That is. And this is one of those, again, this is one of those stories, one of those things that matters to uh, journalism and finding out what our governments are up to and virtually no coverage. I have yeah. seen nothing about yeah. this in any uh, significant way in any journals. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Mahler. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org. Now it's time for Drones in the News. Oh. The United States carried out its first drone strike in Yemen this year. The strike reportedly killed two suspected members of al-Qaeda in the... North Waziristan? No, oh. Arabian Peninsula this time, as well as a 12-year-old boy identified as Mohammed Toyman. The boy's father and brother had also been killed in drone strikes. In North Waziristan? No. I don't know. No, I don't no, know. No, the no, employee no. of a government outfit called the National Geospatial Intelligence a Agency turned himself in as the man behind the mysterious crash of a DJI phantom quadcopter on the White House grounds. The drone operator had been drinking at a friend's apartment near the White House. After the drone crashed, he went back to bed. Oh, and I heard about it, yes. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency employee was off duty and didn't even work with drones. And DJI, the maker of what's perhaps the most popular consumer drone available, will push for a mandatory mandatory firmware update to restrict flights in D.C. Okay. So they can, they yeah. can, so they can literally one way kind of cordon off an area. Yeah, so you're, you, you know, you need three tracking signals yes. for a for a drone, like sure. you said last week, and the and the uh, you'll probably just lose contact with those tracking signals over the the White House area. Yeah. Also, the controversial case in which a drone pilot fought the Federal Aviation Administration for almost three years and almost changed the rules of the game is finally over. It ended in a tie. Raphael Pinker, or Trappy Pink Perker, I'm sorry, uh, announced that he settled his case against the FAA. He paid a $1,100 fine. The FAA had fined him for flying his drone recklessly, buzzing the Statue of Liberty while he was filming a commercial at the University of Virginia. He was just taking some awesome shots. Awesome. Yeah. And he didn't admit he was doing any wrongdoing, so they just pretty much, this is, both sides just got tired of the case and retired it. Okay. Uh, what? Okay. Is there a drone thing there? I saw something. Real, real quick. Yeah. This guy named, uh, uh, we, you can read about him uh, if you go to uh, Flipboard and you go to Mike Casper's pay, uh, uh, magazine. Uh, you can find out about this guy named, um, what's his name? Brendan Schulman. Brendan Schulman. And he is considered the leading defender of drones in the country. He has been working with them for a number of years. Yeah. Is a kind of a hobbyist himself and has really been dogging the FAA about their policy. Now, the FAA is in the midst of trying to come up with a policy, but this 40-year-old attorney has been slinging rocks in the form of lawsuits wow. at the agency on behalf of drone operators from around the country, including the first commercial, federal commercial drone case in the United States. So he's actively involved. He is trying to figure out, and hopefully he's on the right side of this in terms of our ability to use it, but he will be, uh, you can look him up. He's quite an interesting guy, All Brendan right. Schulman. And now for domestic news.
The Senate passed legislation approving the Keystone XL oil pipeline. That would set up a veto by Obama, we hope. Mm -hmm. The legislation passed 62-36. You have to get 67 votes to override the veto. Mm -hmm. So if he comes back with a veto, they'd have to get five more votes mm -hmm. to flip it. And like that. Well, are they did the opposition say we're confident we can get the extra five votes, or does that? Oh no, nothing like that at all so yeah. far. In fact, mm -hmm. they, I think they had a really scrape. The, I think uh, what was it, five Democrats, something like yeah, that, crossed right. over. Yeah, nine Democrats joined Republicans to back the measure. Jesus, yeah. And this is just you know they're going on about creating jobs. It ain't going to create. Well, it, it, again, I mean, forget anything that's being said about Keystone right now. Just forget there's look at there's hundreds of other pipelines around going through uh, that part of Oklahoma where these things end up. And I think Nebraska as well. There aren't, there aren't any jobs related to the other couple of dozen major pipelines that are running through the United yeah. States. There are no jobs. You don't have to look well, at Excel. And, and just get a clean energy source. There would be jobs there. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there'd I be mean, an equal amount of jobs. At What's least the problem. At least as many. So, no. Obama announced a plan to designate 12 million acres in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge as a wilderness to, in an effort to ban oil there. In other environmental news, however, he proposed to open up coastal waters from Virginia to Georgia for a new offshore oil, and oil, oil and gas drilling. Yep. And then uh, the Koch brothers told their allies that they're going to be spending a billion dollars ahead of the 2016 Close election. Enough. A billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. The sum from Freedom Partners would dwarf. This is Freedom Partners. That's their. That's what they call themselves, Freedom Partners. <laughs> I, I had a, I knew a gay couple that called themselves that, but that was years <laughs> ago. Uh, some from Freedom Partners would dwarf expected spending from official GOP committees, and many of the hopefuls expected to seek the party's presidential nomination in 2016. They're talking eight eighty-nine million. Yeah, that's, that's their budget. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it'll they'll. If they get into some tight races, they'll raise another $100 million, no yeah. problem. And that's twice as much as, they as did what last time. Romney raised oh, oh. last time around, oh, entirely through the whole campaign. Million. Okay. They're going to double so, that well, again, on their own, I, and it's yeah, Citizen United. I really think you could make the case that the Koch brothers are really the Republican Party now. They're, yeah. they, I mean, whatever they're doing, there was this uh, little primary... I mean, a little get-together by Republicans somewhere. I forgot where it was. Yeah. Uh, Palin was there and a couple of the other lunatics. And then there was another separate event. I don't know if you're going to mention this or not. The separate event with separate event. that the Cokes put together. Cokes. And it was uh, Ted Cruz, uh, Marco Rubio, and Paul and Rand Paul. Yeah. And they called that the real—that's the money primary. That's what they call this crap yeah. now. And they were the ones—they were at a, at a uh, private event the Cokes were hosting— they had a live feed so you could watch it. And that's really, these are the people that the Cokes are, are betting on. The, one of these three, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, and Mark Rubio. I think we already have established that Ted Cruz is an idiot. Yeah. We, we, I think we've, we've yeah. established it that. It was an academic study. Yeah, that, it was. That proved that he's an idiot. It was huh. an academic study. Of huh. course it was. The American uh, Academy of Pediatrics is requesting that the Drug Enforcement Administration reclassify marijuana as a less harmful, harmful substance in order to facilitate research of the substance for medical use. We've been saying this. Yeah. You know, it's been a Schedule One Schedule. drug, the same as heroin. Now they're saying, eh, maybe we should look into this. Well, the, again, we've said, and I, I mean, we talked about this. When they do that, when they reschedule marijuana, then I'll believe that things are actually going to change yeah. in that regard. So. 
The U.S. Supreme Court has stayed the execution of three Oklahoma death row prisoners until the court hears a challenge to the state's lethal injection formula. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. A new report found that more than 16... Stop injecting people, though. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, exactly. Huh. No capital punishment. You don't have to do this. Yeah. You don't have to worry about what you're injecting into people. Just stop doing it, please. A new report found more than 16 million children in the U.S. live in families that receive food stamps. The figure has almost doubled since 2007 before the economic crisis began. According to the Southern Education Foundation, more than half the children attending public school now qualify for federal programs for free or reduced price lunches. That's the highest in 50 years. Oh. Uh, shameful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right, Mahler. It is shameful. Yeah. A prominent Chinese tycoon and politician whose natural gas company has a dubious environmental and labor rights record that recently started coming under fire in the Chinese press is parking assets in a multi-billion dollar methanol plant in St. James Parish, Louisiana. Is that right? Yeah. This is a methanol plant, and he appears to be doing it with the help of Bobby Jindal, the 2016 presidential... Hopeful. Hopeful, Yeah. Wang Jinshu, the Communist Party secretary for the northeastern Chinese village of Huang and a former delegate to the National People's Congress, is the man at the helm of a $185 billion methanol plant to be built in St. James Parish over the next two years with a $9.5 million incentive package from the state. From the state, of course. Yeah. You don't have to pay any tax. You don't have to do anything. You can screw up the economy. Yeah, and Please. screw up the environment. And the environment. Yeah. That's what I meant to say, environment. So come on down. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Bobby Jindal's by the, he's, uh, I think, he's an not academic quite. study he's, has been yeah, done yeah, on Bobby Jindal, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. He, and yeah, he's that, not an idiot, but he's well, approaching idiocy. He's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's he's a second-class idiot. He's not a first-class. <laughs> well, I don't know, second-class idiot. Sorry. No, that's good. Yeah, no, good. No, 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 I'm sorry. Mahler, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. Well, Mahler, Mahler thinks <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> All this idiot All right, talk. <laughs> a federal jury in Virginia convicted former CIA Officer Jeffrey Sterling of nine felony counts, including espionage. Prosecutors accused Sterling of leaking classified information about a secret operation to disrupt Iran's nuclear program to journalist James Risen of the New York Times. Mm -hmm. Risen later revealed how the risky operation could have inadvertently aided the Iranian Iranian nuclear program. Okay, Sterling faces a maximum possible sentence of decades in prison. Last weekend, you mm -hmm. recall, Mike. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker strutted, bounced, he bounced on the stage oh, of the he's... Republican political rally in Iowa yes. to the tune, I'm Shipping Up to Boston. That's by the Celtic punk band Dropkick Murphys. Oh, we, I, you know, they've been around for a million years. Dropkick yeah. Murphys yeah. are still out there kicking it. Walker Look then announced he would be spending a lot of time in Iowa in the next 12 months. Uh -huh. That means he's running for president. Yeah. And in response to the song, the Dropkick Murphy said to Walker, please stop using our music in any way. We literally hate you. <laughs> yeah. I think they pretty well summed it up. Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. Charges are being dismissed against a police officer, a Detroit police officer, who fatally shot Ayanna Stanley Jones, a seven-year-old girl, during a botched 2010 raid at her home. Ayanna was shot while she was sleeping on the couch with her grandmother. Yeah. But they said, oh, that's okay. The officer, Joseph Weekly, was originally charged with involuntary manslaughter and charge, careless discharge of a firearm. I mean, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. Careless discharge of a firearm? Yeah. You, you shot someone who is sleeping with their grandmother. Yeah. Is If that's not careless discharge of a firearm, right. and, 
and not a threatening situation. Yeah. I mean, I, it's hard to imagine. Let me guess. Don't say anything. Uh-huh. It was a hung jury. Before it was a hung jury. There were two hung juries oh. that got to this point. Oh, yeah, okay. when he was, yeah, to this point where him being dismissed. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I t- I'm sorry. Okay. They, they tried it two other times, hung jury, and now uh, they're finally dismissing. Okay. okay. Wow. Yeah, the whole finally. thing. Yeah, thank God. That poor man's been through so much. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina court tossed the convictions of a group of African-American civil rights activists known as the Friendship Nine, who were arrested for sitting at a whites-only lunch counter in 1961. You know, what are we, 54 years ago? Yeah. They finally finally tossed the convictions of... They expunged his record, as they say. Yeah. They were found guilty of trespassing. It took it took that long to realize that this was crap. <laughs> I I can't imagine that he wasn't petitioning. Somebody had to be petitioning for this to go away before. Yeah, in the yeah, last fifty four years, before the government came to their senses. <laughs> yeah, uh, these uh, the Friendship Nine were the first uh, demonstrators to choose to serve jail time rather than pay a fine for sitting in an all white lunch counter. Well, I guess that's we have come a ways. We haven't come all the ways, but we have come a ways. It's it's just it's so distressing is that there's parts of this country, the South, that refuses to let go of this legacy, yeah. that refuses to just basically say, you, you really let us let us wipe this slate completely clean. Let's let us not be those people anymore. And it doesn't seem to be happening. All right. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Real quick. What's that? Uh, researchers have found uh, life, possibility of n- good news for intelligent alien life. They have found a galaxy or a solar system that is an ancient replica of our own. So wow. in other words, it's just like ours. It's just older. Ooh. And it's very, very similar. Huh. Very similar. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that knocked the headphones you. off of me. <laughs> He's just whoa, yeah. Mahler. See, our our <laughs> our uh, our solar system is considered to be around four billion years old. This wow. one's about eleven billion, but very very similar. You know, like planets so solar, they've swirling around. Yes, they only have. A seven they've already billion. had global warming. They've already had global warming. Yeah. They have already gotten rid of all their Republicans by now. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah a plus. So you there's know a plus. That, that's. That's, the that's good, how they got rid of them. That's yeah. how they got rid of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, in Florida, oh, domestic abuse survivor Marisa Alexander returned home <laughs> after three years in prison. You remember her? She was the yeah. one that was fired a warning shot into a wall. Yes. Her abusive yes, husband. Her husband yeah. yeah. She she was trying to do the stand your ground, you yeah. know, which makes sense. She's in Florida. Her husband comes at her. She fires a warning shot in the wall, and they were going to put her in prison for 20 years. Yeah. And she got out after I think it's like three years, right? Yeah, three years in prison. That's she's that's out, cool. but she's she out. served three years. Yeah, three years. She lived, yeah, really. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and the New Hampshire lottery's one dollar lottery tickets were scented with bacon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that right yeah. okay that's all i got um, did they have do they have stats did they increase sales because of this? I, I they were, maybe. obviously they were trying to induce people to buy a lottery tick ticket by scenting yeah. it with bacon yeah. wow sheldon abbott says romney won't run in 2016 by the way i think you're right yeah. i think you're right sheldon i think that he's going to be shunned 
they will turn their backs when he appears on the podium before too long. Yeah. I really do think they'll ha- that'll happen. Because uh, God knows. I mean, how, how could... What kind of chutzpah does he... Th- why does he think? Why does he think he's going to win? Because Hillary's running? I mean, a Hillary. Because Hillary's running? I, I have no idea. I have no idea yeah. either. All right. If that's it? You don't have anything? I don't know. I mean, so, you know, if you want to talk about something, uh, I'm, I'm done. All right. I, yeah, I got no information here. I'm down to nothing. Well, again, oh, there's a couple of items okay. that you can find at M- Mike K at Flipboard. There's a magazine. Mike K. Mike K. Well, was the one that got me. Uh, we didn't talk about this last week, but in Connecticut, where there is a, a fair amount of fracking going on, they uh-huh. had 12 earthquakes huh. in one week. Wow. Yeah. It seems like every place they frack, yeah. it's, it's like a, a strange dink. Yeah. That they get earthquakes. Yeah. What is that? Maybe. I just suppose that happens. Maybe the Lord. That's right. Is, he's is, punishing he's people punishing who them. don't like fracking. Who don't like fracking. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because we protest the fracking, they frack there, and then there's an earthquake. Yeah, it only makes yeah. sense that we're now, being punished. Now we may have covered this before. I know we talked about the mass extinction of the oceans, right? I know we've done that. I keep bringing it back up, and I'm, I apologize for that. Well, but we still there, have oceans; they just don't have any life in but, them. But there is a recent study uh-huh. that the Earth is coming close to pushing beyond the planetary boundaries in four of nine uh, categories that are considered among the categories are extinction rate deforestation levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere the flow of nitrogen and phosphorus in the ocean are pushing uh, up against the boundaries of of what will essentially be catastrophic yeah Uh, they have nine of these categories four of them the earth is currently pushing beyond those. Uh-huh. those well, they bears. moved the doomsday clock forward a little bit, too, okay. just right. for what's worth it. And part yeah. of the reason was global warming. It wasn't just the nuclear doomsday clock now. It's okay. the global yeah. warming doomsday clock. Yeah. So I so there, I don't Tick-tock. have all nine categories. Three minutes to midnight now. Three minutes to midnight. I don't have all nine categories, but if you go to the Chicago Tribune, you can find out more about this story. It's called Scientist. Human activity has pushed Earth beyond four of the nine planetary boundaries. Wow. And finally, golfer, professional golfer. Yes. Brooke Pancake. No. Yeah, Brooke Pancake. All right. Announced a sponsorship deal with Waffle House. (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) To be quite honest, said Pancake, I prefer waffles. (laughs) 